Welcome to the Pistol Pete Podcast, where we shoot over the news and drama of the NBA as fast as a bullet and with all of the sting. I am proud to say that this podcast is only possible because of the awesome people over at Game On. Please go show your support by following them, uh, stalking them, whatever you need to do. They're awesome. Trust me, it's beastly content on the daily. You heard me every day awesome content from a wide range of sports that's my shameless plug but it's not shameless because those guys are awesome anyways so follow them stalk them uh and then otherwise that's it let's get into the video i mean audio i mean whatever whatever this is chances are if you have read the title of the podcast you already have an idea of who i am i'm the guy you see on youtube breaking the eight-year-old ankles of my next door neighbor i'm the guy swatting i am the guy swatting the jump shots of air bud i don't care that you're a dog get off my court you may see me from time to time standing on my front porch shining a replica of the bald head of sir jordan of house bulls my name is peter and if you survived that last part then welcome to this truly sacred home of all things sort of against the knicks rest in peace spike lee at least for the future because you'll probably be 105 and pass away peacefully but still conflicted that your knicks never won another title as long as you were alive so rest in peace like 60 years early but if you made it through that last part the initiation is always the hardest i like to say probably i mean it could get worse from here in fact it will into the news we have some things to share about the nba season returning uh we were going to talk over uh, an, a special anniversary of a certain incident that lebron james may never forget and i hope he doesn't because it was quite funny for the rest of us at least we're going to talk about golden state warriors the current last place team in the west and then also we're going to talk about another last place team in the east the cleveland cavaliers and that's pretty much it let's get into it let's relive a great amazing moment in nba history just for a second guys just stay with me on this last week we saw the two-year anniversary of the henny god's mysterious memory malfunction during the championship series against the Warriors. I guess you could call this a sort of Cavaliers-Warriors episode. But he had this amazing professional memory loss that usually only happens to me when I start eating cereal and forget that cereal is best served with milk. And then I just kind of stare at the person next to me. I just say, I thought I, thought I knew the score of how many pieces of cereal I had in this bowl. But I can tell you this, the funniest part of the entire escapade or dilemma or whatever you want to call it is just the fact that LeBron's face told so many stories all at once, but in sequential order. He went from hey give me the ball you should know me by now i'm lebron james i shoot game winning shots and i dink them off the rim from time to time but hey i'm the best chance we have especially since you know kyrie's not around so i have to step up for myself like i normally would he went from there to oh my gosh i'm counting in my head and it's getting really close jr just chuck it 
So he pointed at the rim from half court, which is where they were standing, and he said, just send it, yelling at JR just to just throw it in the air or something with his hands. He's just verbally yelling it to him. I can only imagine what it was like on the court, ringside. I said ringside, courtside, whatever. Sue me, UFC. But don't, please, because that would just not be fun. You guys have a lot of warriors that will come hurt me, and, and I'm I really am not cool with that. And then it went to the why, why, why me face. Oh, that's probably my favorite, favorite, favorite face. Uh, it's just the why me face. It's like he's pleading out to a higher power and saying, please, why am I cursed to have these inseparable teammates that just, they don't, they just lose all of their abilities when I'm around, all of their professionalism. They forget how to count. I'm supposed to be a genius on the court. How come that every time I play with these guys, they forget to count to four or count down from four? It's truly remarkable what LeBron has had to deal with. And just like episode one, I think I need to say hashtag not LeBroni. So don't, don't get on me about it. But I do say sometimes I feel bad for the guy. He has to deal with some crazy nonsense. So that's my piece on that. But J.R. Smith, the Henny God, the shirtless man of the century, the man who walks towards his closet and all the shirts just disappear like it's a magic trick. This is the Henny God. And what's crazy also about this event is that JR, <laughs> aka the Henny God, I will never stop saying that, he had the rebound off of a Cavalier free throw. How uncommon is that to even begin with? That the ball hit the rim in just the exact location it needed to for it to go right to JR as he swoops in like a hero. And even though he got the ball, he was not well covered. He was not well covered. He had Kevin Durant under the basket with his seven foot Durantula arms, but that was pretty much it. And if he were able to put the ball up in the confusion that is the Warriors didn't get the free throw or didn't get the rebound. If he were to put the ball up, even if he got fouled, they would have a chance to win the game on one free throw out of two. And I know JR can manage at least that. And he does the harder thing. He decides to dribble through defenders, risking getting it stolen past the three-point line, near the scores table. He did all of this instead of just trying to score. Because in my head, I just think about how when you know at the free throw, at the time of the free throw, you have only four seconds, 4.5 seconds left. That's all there is, right? You know this. You know this because you have time to look at it. <laughs> it's not like the number is just not there. It was there and he could have looked at it and he probably did. And at that point, you know, hey, if I throw up this next shot, who cares? The chances, the chances that Curry will be able to drain a shot from 75% of the court, distance of the court, I mean, it would be so crazy low that even for Curry is unlikely. Now I get it. Curry is fearsome. And I guess I understand to a degree, even if it's full court, you don't want Curry to shoot the ball unless he's blindfolded and only has one good leg and even then 
you might as well just strap him to a washboard and hang him upside down and hope he and hope he misses it but still if you have the chance to score score and that is what was the most interesting is that jr's instincts got clouded in that moment and i just i don't know how to spin it in any way that hasn't already been discussed all i can say is happy two year anniversary to that exact moment in time where we saw lebron james finally just call it quits just finally was finished he said i am done i'm gonna find another superstar that is even possibly bigger than me literally like he's got to weigh 200 more pounds than me and when i do and that guy is awesome i'm gonna stand back and shoot and distribute and let that guy do the work to get his big money and get his big stats and lo and behold through absolutely no chance of tampering absolutely no conversations player to player in the lounge of his favorite clubs he got anthony davis possibly the most undersupported center the league has seen in a long time i mean seriously anthony davis needs a flipping ring can somebody give him a ring well maybe the guy who has a few can and you know i'm again not a huge lebron fan but i recognize his immense greatness and with davis in the picture i hope for davis's sake that this is the time to shine this is the time to show that he's not just this big dude that played in new orleans that you'd mistake for a statue if he stood still for a few moments a dog might even pee on him because he doesn't look real but that man is amazing and his unibrow needs at least one ring that he can thread through it so to anthony davis i wish you the best lebron help him get there make your legacy mean something for someone else and not just your own i will say that i think the incident probably costed years off lebron's life i mean how many years did it cost was the price of the finals against the warriors where jr had his mind blank are we going to be looking back on this for those of us that are still alive in 60 years when lebron has the chance to be a centennial but then passes away at the ripe old age of 96 or whatever we're gonna look back at this and say i wonder if that was partly because of the stress induced by the cavaliers and everybody's favorite shirtless parade henny god jr smith and if you don't know by now who henny god is i just want to say don't worry just like baseball in here it's one strike and you're mildly unconscious from a late night eating with charles barkley now for the season return update i know this is what you really came for and to be fair that's fine i don't mind i promise i never cry after my streams i promise if you caught last week's episode or you explicitly looked up NBA news content on Google to figure out how to waste your viewers' time listening to your podcast, totally not me, then you would know that our savior is in fact 
Mickey the Mouse of Disney House. Mickey's theme park will be basically where the NBA will finish out its season. But hold on a second. It will not be a typical season as you know it. Mickey Mouse and his endless team of Disney gerbils are going to have not all 30 teams present. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, is expected on Thursday to bring the proposal that will be widely and most definitely accepted league-wide in a vote that states 22 NBA teams will play. And those teams will not be (laughs) some of the teams I will mention in just a second. But they will all stay at the wide world of sports complex that Disney slash ESPN slash Mickey, our supreme leader, is the head of. And some thoughts with this are, yes, a new season. Woohoo. I can't wait to get double dose because of all the games we've already missed. Slow down, I say, to myself, mostly. Especially when I'm at a sushi restaurant. I have to say that all the time. Or else I will be seven feet tall and I will be Shaq. Except the only thing I'll be dunking will be sushi into my soy sauce with a little hint of wasabi before I head to the bathroom immediately. That's too much information. Sorry. Let me continue with the NBA. Eight whole franchises will not get an invite to Emperor Mouse's deluxe golf tournament. I mean NBA season V.2. By the way, that should totally be a video game or at least reflected in the next 2k i mean can you imagine a separate game in general where the whole goal is to control a virus or similar circumstance maybe an earthquake or something like that i know we're getting into sensitive material maybe just a rabid rabid hornets fan or maybe a hornets fan carrying a hive of hornets That would be lovely. And he just goes into all the stadiums and just really, really wreaks havoc. That might be more entertaining than the Hornets themselves, to be honest. But I digress. It would be really funny if they made a video game like that, where you are the owner, hashtag plot twist, and you were trying to rake in the pandemic insurance money that you bought 20 years ago. Yes, I'm looking at you, you sly dog, Wimbledon. I'm looking at you. Grade A setup. I can't believe... That actually worked. And I'm pretty sure when the guy, the company that sold you that was also like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I sold them this. I had no idea we'd have to spend a hundred million dollars to give to them. Who would have guessed a virus would come across the world? Wow, that was supposed to be a sham and it didn't work. Wimbledon's over here like, all right, give us the money. Thank you. And we'll still play tennis in two months. Wow. But I'm not the tennis guy, so I'm going to leave that be. I digress, which is fancy for getting the heck back on track. I'd like to think you don't need Urban Dictionary. I'm way cleaner and twice as wrong. I digress squared. See? Dad jokes. I got them. But here's the following NBA teams that are most likely left out in the cold. These are the teams that would have definitely dropped down to the G League had they been playing in the Premier League. Let's start from the West which I'm sure is going to have a lot of teams. Let me read them to you. The Minnesota Timberwolves, 
which honestly, I'm sure the players of that team are probably just fine with this because Cat and the crew now get extra time to play video games. So that's good. The Golden State Warriors, more on them in a second. But honestly, I forgot they had a game record. I thought they had been stranded on a parade float this whole time from their last championship run. Or they blasted off into space. Either way, I just didn't know they were back. Yep, that's it from the West. Guess what? You were wrong. There were only two teams. I guess none of us knew that the West was so stacked. I wonder how many teams are on the East. Well, let's look at the list. It starts off like this. The Charlotte Hornets, no surprise. The Chicago Bulls, no surprise, but still kind of sad given that the last dance was a reminder of what they were rather. They just need to clone MJ and then they'll be fine. The New York Knicks, rip Spike Lee. I hope they get one for you, buddy. I hope they do. But they gave away their unicorn and they denied you backstage passes. Still not sure how to feel about either of those. The Detroit Pistons, Blake Griffin's retreat. I don't know what they're gonna do either, but we will wait and see. The Atlanta Hawks. This one's kind of sad because I loved watching Trey Young play. The kid can hoop and begrudgingly I am from the ATL right now. So go Hawks. I guess we'll just sit here and try to attack superstar talent. Despite all of the famous people we have living here, we for some reason can't get anyone to actually go here for the teams. I don't get it either, whatever. And finally, the illustrious franchise known as the Ohio Bound Cleveland Cavaliers. More on them also in a second. I know what you're thinking right now. There is a team that's screaming at you. You're probably wondering why the heck the Wizards aren't on this list of teams that were omitted from Disney's wonderful world of overpriced lightsabers. Well, believe it or not, they actually were one whole game above the Hornets. Hornets, Charlotte, you just missed it. You almost had it. Next year, I think you can do it. I think you can barely make it in to a pandemic-fueled season that'll give you one more shot at a playoff chance, only due to the fact that they had to restart the whole dang thing. But that's okay, Hornets. I still think your logo is the coolest, and North Carolina is certainly pretty. Again, the restart plan is going to a vote this Thursday. It is expected, undoubtedly, to pass. Apparently, teams actually want their money to start flowing. Go figure. But let's talk about the Warriors and the Cavs. What happened in the last three years? What the heck happened? We're talking about two teams that had faced each other in the finals for multiple years straight, dropped and reduced to nothing in each division. What are the chances of that? The Warriors being last in the West, Cavaliers being last in the East, or pretty much last in the East. At the point of, if you know, in the East, it's like the last five teams are all kind of last in general, even if they're not technically in last place. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. So, you know, whatever. But it's amazing still that the great battles that we saw came and went faster than you can say Kawhi Leonard, which conveniently has enough syllables to encapsulate how many final series there were. I wonder how many of you at home are actually now sounding out his name. Gotcha. The discussion I have is, are either of these teams likely for a rebound? Well, let's look at it. What happened with Golden State? Well, for starters, KD leaving in the offseason hurts, obviously. I mean, the guy that basically lied about his height to say he was 6'9", 
because of the pressures of being labeled as a power forward or center due to his height and length. He said, I would rather be 6'9 than be told I have to play against DeAndre Jordan down low. And to that, I would say, absolutely. Let me lie about my height too. In fact, I'm not 5'11". I'm 5'2". Does that mean I can play against elementary school kids? Because that would be awesome. I would average 100 a night. It would be great. But honestly, even without Kevin Durant, the Warriors are still extremely formidable. There are statistics that show both sides of the story. They are both better and worse with KD on the floor as they are with him off the floor. Just showing that, again, the heart and soul of the Warriors team has always been the warrior that has stayed with them, and that is Steph Curry. He is still the heart and soul of that team. And even though Kevin Durantula, KD for short, is a stud, him leaving was not the worst thing that could have happened. It just was an inconvenience. However, Clay getting hurt definitely hurts a lot too. I mean, Clay probably is one of the clutchest shooters in recent memory and also just an overall fun guy. He's just a cool dude, honestly. I don't even think he was that mad when the impersonator fan actually tried to get on the court and shoot a ball. I don't even think Clay would have been mad. Clay would have been like, that's me in five years. I think that although the Warriors have tanked into oblivion, I would like to believe that Curry and Clay are sitting in the Bay Area on the beach, sipping their cocktails or whatever fruity beers they like, plotting their revenge on the entire NBA. I would like to think that upon the immediate return of the Splash Bros, that the league will be shaken up and realize, crap, we just were kind of lucky they weren't around for so long. But by that point, they might also have telekinetic abilities and just send the ball in the net without, without moving anyways. I mean, they probably can already do that. They just wanted to take it easy. I still think Wiggins is being slept on. I said it from day one when he was super excited to play with LeBron. And LeBron said, (laughs) no, I think the kid has potential. I don't know if he'll ever be the shooter that this league demands him to be. But the dude is freakishly athletic. He's quick. He's light on his feet. He's durable. He can jump out of the roof. I think this kid still will be good. He just needs the right teammates. I think having the veterans that Curry and Clay are is going to be so huge. I think constantly fearing Draymond will be so huge for this guy. I think that although the world wants him to be KD, that it's okay if he never is KD. He will naturally have open shots to shoot. He will naturally drive and dunk it on people's faces. I think as long as he's ready to catch lobs, shoot open shots, and do the most important thing the Warriors got him for, which is defense. I think if he does those three things and has a dangerous facilitator that can hand him the ball when he needs it and when he's open, i.e., Curry, of course, I think that his potential will be realized and we'll get to see what that kid can do. Although I know at this point, he's not really a kid anymore, but you get the point. I think he's still got it. Just give the man some time to get the right mentors and not ones that immediately trade him. Curry is going to draw double teams 
If you don't think so, then go watch any of the last five years footage and count how many double teams he drew and count how many times they had to space the floor because one unfortunate soul had to guard him from half court, usually to no avail. Think about that. Watch the footage. Get back to me. There are very few people that have knocked Curry off his comfort zone. I don't know how Fred Van Vliet did it, but him and Matthew Dellavedova, the two most random point guards that you can think of, did quite the job on Curry when they guarded him. And I, again, I cannot stress how that happened. I have no idea, but it happened. So it's possible. But when Clay is back, Andrew Wiggins is there. Draymond Green will finally get out of his slump. I have a feeling Curry has all the options in the world to say, I don't need the ball. You guys can come at me. These guys will ch will choke you and, and throw you off a cliff. I also think that the Warriors' ability to handle young talent is also slept on. I mean, think about the Warriors' offense for a second, and even their defense. They favor quickness, athleticism, high activity. They love to just shoot shots. They love to run up and down the court. They love to fast break. They love to... It just is an environment that, as a young player, you could really, really enjoy. It's not the slow grind and pace, you know, pace that some of these other teams like to have, specifically the older teams that don't have mobile bigs, just kind of post up and do their fancy stuff down low like it's the 90s. That's all fine and dandy. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Kareem Skyhook, but the fact is that the Warriors are okay running a 6-9 player at the center. And young guys love that for the most part. The Warriors have also had a decent talent pool of young players go through their organization. Some have stayed, some have not. I'm looking at the Jordan Poole, Kevin Looney, Patrick McCaw, Quinn Cook. Even guys that are veterans, if you want to call them that, like Nick Young, JaVale McGee. They've had athletic people that are younger talent, better as role players, but still good. They've had them come through and they have done well with those players. And they even have talent that, as unlikely as it is for them to do okay, are actually good. Like the new guy, Eric Paschal again, has potential for a second rounder. The Warriors sure have a way of picking them, I'll tell you what. Don't let that secret get out of the Coca-Cola vault. They are not afraid of youth, which is one thing I love about Golden State. And because of all of those reasons above and many more, I'm going to predict that next season, Golden State is a top five Western Conference team. You've heard me say that. They are going to be a top five Western Conference team. I'm okay being quoted. I'm okay being bashed if it doesn't happen, but I think they will make the playoffs next year as long as the Splash Bros come back, especially on this extended vacation that they get. I think they're gonna be rested, relaxed, and just play. Not have to worry about championship mentality. I just think they're gonna play, and I just think they're gonna own stuff. So we shall see. Although in a, although in a much simpler case of whodunit, the Cavaliers situation, I think is a little less complex than the Warriors. Why do the Cavs suck now? It's 
really simple and if you haven't already shouted at me for it they're lebronless they are by the definition missing a single lebron is this a surprise no it's not at all lebron was the heart and soul of that team he was the scoring he was the consistency he was even the general manager and coach of that team he made the rules and he told people to follow him even if he never did it on live TV, we know who the true coach was. I'm sorry, Ty Lue, you never stood a chance. Just like when Allen Iverson crossed you up and stepped over you. You just couldn't help that, man. Don't be mad. It's just, what could you have done? Aside from a prime Kyrie, which we've only seen probably four games of ever, and a prime Kevin Love, which we have seen a little bit more of, but not anytime recently and especially not with the Cavs. Ron had so little to work with in terms of consistency. Yes, I know some people are shouting at me and saying, but he had Kyle Korver, the GOAT. And I would say to you, yes, he did. But what can Kyle Korver do? He shoots. He occasionally plays defense. Kyle Korver is really only a slightly better JJ Redick. Sue me. I love Kyle Korver too, but the kid is a role player for a reason. And it's not like he's getting any younger and has injuries. Same with JR. JR is so inconsistent in this point in his career. He looks scary, like he's the stuff of nightmares and not the dunk on your face every five second nightmare. It's more like the cookie monster chasing you with a mallet nightmare and you're a clock. LeBron has to be given credit for coming back to Cleveland and getting them the chip before he surgically removed himself from the equation to join another team where he might have a chance at yet another ring. I can't fault him for that. I really can't. What would you do if you were LeBron? And don't lie and say you'd stay with the Cavs because we all know you wouldn't. And if you say that you would, then just go to your local court and play against all of the D1 college players that play there for fun. Put them all on a team and you get to have your own team of nothing but eighth graders. And when you're standing there looking very much like LeBron did with JR around him and you're like, why me? Then I think that you'll know for a fact you would like a trade unlike the warriors my prediction is that the Cavs will unintentionally tank and they will unintentionally tank every season until they acquire enough draft picks pick up brawny jr which then will start the dreaded cycle of history repeating itself brawny will play for a few years for the Cavs that drafted him he will then leave in frustration join a super team probably with zaire wade they're going to win a couple chips, no jalapenos. Then he's going to come back to the Cavs. He is going to grind his butt off with mediocrity around him, facing off against a super team that's comparable with the Bulls and Warriors of old. He's going to win one series, and then he's going to say, deuces, I'm out. I'm going to go join another future Hall of Famer. But if that's what it takes for Cleveland to win a title... I think that they would be okay with that in the end. So good luck, Cleveland. I wish you the best. But last place finishes are probably going to be in your near future.
going forward. Honestly, I can feel you. I can feel that your ears are probably getting sleepy by now. I, I sometimes have the James Harden effect when he dribbles. I hypnotize people with my voice. And sometimes I look like Dirk after a two-hour plane nap. I probably look like a soggy lion, much like he does. And now with the image of a soggy lion-Dirk hybrid in your head, I leave you with the following. Thanks again to Game On for this cast. It is fun. I enjoy it. Now I want you to do something for me. Please subscribe, follow, and stalk Game On and everything they do so you can see the next episodes and also check out all the other sports content they have. They're incredible. The last plug of the day. See you next time.